This podcast contains content and language not suitable for some listeners. Welcome to Oddities and Curiosities, a podcast about murder, the paranormal, and other oddities sure to pique your curiosity. We are Amanda and Brittany, and it is our (laughs) 21st episode. We legal, y'all. We totally legal now. (laughs) We can legally have these cocktails. Yeah, because these are some really yummy cocktails this week. Yes, because it's Wednesday. It is Wednesday. It's hump day. It's the last hump day before Halloween. Oh my God. I'm so ready. I'm so ready. Y'all are going to love our costumes. They're so cute. Yes. (laughs) We're fabulous all the time. (laughs) So fabulous. (laughs) So this week's hump day treat is Mm -hmm. brought to you by Amanda. Y'all. Well, and you too. Uh, Joint effort. We did. (laughs) Teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work. (laughs) That's what they say. Yeah, so um, our drink for this week, I did, and it's called Witch's Brew, and we got the recipe off of uh, crayonsandcravings.com. Mm-hmm. It's vodka. We haven't done vodka yet. No. Brittany, and I Brittany love loves some vodka. vodka. Yes. <laughs> so it's vodka, Sprite, and the green Hawaiian punch, and pretty little purple sparkly crystals on top of it with some fancy straws and gummy worms. Because who doesn't want a good gummy worm in their cocktail? Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> I love it. We may have upped the vodka a little bit. Yes. It's okay to be heavy handed. Yeah. So I may be a little snockered by the time I get to my case. <laughs> it's fine. Know. We'll see how it goes. We're also recording our spooky episode tonight. Yes. So you'll want to stay tuned for that on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to need you to sound a little bit more enthusiastic. No, I'm just thinking this could be hilarious or a train wreck. We will see. I mean, that's kind of the <laughs> risk we take with every episode. It's 50-50. It's flipping a coin. Every time. You never know. Yeah. Um, so the rest of our hump day treat. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to get something sweet. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to make it because Duh. I had too much shit to do. No, we ain't got time for that. So I decided to order from the Mrs. Fields tcby place and i didn't want an entire cookie cake and then the app was being crazy about the cookies so i ordered (laughs) something that i didn't know what it was (laughs) i ordered a cookie card yeah it's so cute it's so cute it's like a tiny cookie cake yeah in a card yeah it's like in a box with a card where you can like write shit to people but you know we just opened it and ate it yeah but we dove right in it's their cinnamon and sugar cookie it's kind of snickerdoodle-esque mm-hmm. but it's got like, a lot of cinnamon sh- and sugar on the top of it and it's got little like blobbies of green icing <laughs> and they're delicious <laughs> it's really good yeah i like it might so, have to get that again i know yeah it was good what is our episode this week oh, we said it was the 21st but we didn't say what it was okay so i'll, I'll let you do just this in one. case you guys want to know <laughs> I mean, it's in the title and everything since yeah. you've already clicked on it, but we're going to say it. But anyways. here we go. Yeah. So, since we're being Halloweeny, <laughs> <laughs> our topic is witchcraft. Yes, bitch. Yes. 
So, um, um, so ready for yours. Okay, before we get started, y'all go over to Facebook and Instagram. Either or. Don't do both at the same time. It's not necessary. But whatever your preference <laughs> is, <laughs> on Facebook, go to Oddities and Curiosities Podcast. On Instagram, go to Oddities and Curiosities. oddities and curiosities pod there you go i'm already messing up this it's is, fine uh, so yeah go look at the photos yeah they're always good do that yeah okay okay so that's it let's do this right, we're doing it now i'm oh, ready okay okay so i chose to go the urban legendy type route yeah so i looked up witchcraft and well if you really want to know what i googled i googled <laughs> witchy folklore <laughs> because i didn't know how to word it whatever so, you found something and it reminded me of a case that i knew about that i have heard other people do before mm-hmm. and i had to do it so it's the Bell Witch. Fuck yes. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to hear you do it. So, here we go. Yeah. Hit me. This story begins. Ooh. I know. I don't know where that okay. came from. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> In 1804, on a humble farm owned by John William Bell and his wife, Lucy. So if you want to go ahead and go look at the notes real quick. Yeah. And look at the picture that says Bell Home. Mm-hmm. That is... The remains of the house before it was uh, no more. Oh, yeah, got torn down. Yeah, but it's that's what it looked like. Um, it's pretty spooky looking. Yeah, dude, it looks like Monster House. <laughs> it kind of does. <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm gonna have to show Ashton and see if he points out Nevercracker to me. <laughs> Tell him the house was real. Look, Ashton, here's a real life picture of Monster House. Whoa. He'd be all over that. My, I know. My kid likes some spooky shit. Yeah, he does. He's cool people. Both are our kids, too. All, all of mine, too. Both of mine. You're one. Whatever. <laughs> all, all three! All the children. <laughs> so, they moved on to rural. I hate that word. Me, too. Rural. Rural. Let's get rid of that rural. word. They moved on to some land. <laughs> there you go. In Robertson County in northern Tennessee. And what was then called Red River and would go on to become the town of Adams. They worked the land as their family grew to include eight children. What? Eight. No. Eight. No. Don't you know what causes that? I mean, you think they would have figured it out by the... uh, They Okay. Oi. Do what you do. It was a simple but peaceful life. And for years, this family lived on their isolated farm... With no intrusions or incidents. However, mm. in 1817, the first signs of what would become one of the most well-known and frightening hauntings ever would begin to emerge from some dark, unknown place to creep out into the solitude of this happy family and change their lives forever. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Forever. Forever. I can just see the lips. (laughs) I had to do it. If you know, you know. Uh, You're killing me, Small. (laughs) 
There, did that help y'all out any? <laughs> God, I hope so. They should have already known it. Yeah. Okay. Perhaps the first sign that something was not quite right on the farm began with a strange creature sighted stalking John as he was out walking the property one evening. He saw what he would describe as a large dog-like creature with a rabbit's head lurking in the shadows. Nope. Yep, that's not okay. Going back inside. Startled, John apparently fired at this strange intruder, but rather than killing it, the thing just vanished into nothing. Okay. Yeah. In the coming days, one of Bell's slaves would also claim to see a massive black hound on the land, even following him around. Oh, hell no. Yeah. No, no. Time to go. We're moving. Yep. Other apparitions began to be sighted as well, such as a creepy giant bird sighted by John's son, Drew, and the spectral form of a girl dressed in green seen swinging from a tree branch by their daughter, Elizabeth, often nicknamed Betsy. Okay. Yeah. A few things going on. This would have been quite unsettling enough, but things would intensify as their farmhouse began to be besieged by unexplained phenomena. As with many hauntings, the occurrences started out small, such as unexplained noises, strange thuds, and bangs in the night. There were also more menacing things heard in the late night hours, such as sounds of something gnawing or scratching at the walls and door, and also what sounded like shifting, rattling chains. There would also be the sound of a disembodied woman's voice singing or laughing. This would all gradually escalate with the disturbances gaining volume and intensity, often keeping the family awake through the night before graduating into something even more terrifying. That's terrifying enough. Jesus. Okay. There's more. I know it's harder. It was like harder for them to move and stuff back then. But I don't know. Oh. Travel to your parents' house or, you know... Your great uncle. Or There's got to something. be somewhere y'all can go. Just get out. Yeah. The apparent haunting began to manifest itself in more concrete physical ways with blankets pulled off beds, objects moved or knocked over, sometimes with violent and irresistible force, utensils slapped out of hands, bitch, food pulled from mouths, Hell no. and food spilled on the kitchen floor, and that is not okay. That is not okay. You do you not take, take my snacks. I <laughs> <laughs> was kind of upset about the same thing. <laughs> Just leave my food alone. <laughs> well, it's very unsettling. It is rude. And most disturbing of all, according to them, physical assaults on the family members. I'm more concerned about somebody pulling food out my mouth. Yeah, what's whatever. the point of that? <laughs> They can't eat it. Right? It began mostly as pushes, prods, and pinches, but quickly got out of hand when the unseen entity began slapping, punching, pulling hair, and scratching, often with such force that it would leave welts, bruises, and scratches. Although most of the family members were targeted, it seemed like little Betsy received the worst of the entity's wrath, routinely suffering injuries. On one occasion, she was even stuck with pins by the malevolent force. The only one the spirit seemed to leave alone was Lucy Bell, the mom. Okay. Who it remained indifferent or even seemingly friendly towards at times. Okay. So she related with mom, I guess. Mm-hmm. At first. Great. Huh? Great. <laughs> 
At first, John Bell tried to keep this all within the family and shun the idea of telling anyone else about their ordeal. The attacks and ghostly phenomena got so fabulous. That is such a weird word, phenomena. 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 <laughs> got so <laughs> relentless and threatening that he eventually reached out to others for help. One of the first people he approached with his dilemma was a neighbor by the name of James Johnston, who allegedly witnessed many of the events firsthand. Skeptical at first, Johnston and his wife spent the night at the Bell home. Things began peacefully, but once they retired for the evening, they were subjected to the same terrifying disturbances that the Bells had been experiencing. After their bed covers were yanked off and James was slapped, he sprang out of bed exclaiming, quote, In the name of the Lord, who are you and what do you want? No! End quote. No! Obviously, the entity did not respond. <sighs> the rest of the night was peaceful. Okay. The next morning, Mr. Johnston explained to the Bells that the culprit was likely an evil spirit, the kind that the Bible talks about. It was Johnston who discovered that the entity was actually intelligent and could speak if prompted to do so. The ghost would become known for talking to both the family and visitors alike, and it was soon after this that the mysterious spirit would properly introduce itself. That's great. Another kid. <laughs> Another mouth to feed. <laughs> Welcome to the family. Mm. Once the entity started speaking, she was allegedly quite the talkative one, often giving sermons or quoting scripture from the Bible, as well as gossiping on what the neighbors were up to. Ooh, tell me more. <laughs> I'd be down for that <laughs> We part. could be friends. The entity also liked to mimic other people's voices, which she was very good at, getting accents and voice pitch down perfectly. I'm not okay with that. Nope. In addition to all of this, the spirit finally properly introduced herself, and by the spirit's own admission, she was the witch of a woman named Kate Batts, who had been a neighbor of the Bells and had sworn to haunt the family in death due to perceived slights against her, as well as apparently a bad business dealing over a slave. Well, the vengeful and spiteful entity had firmly latched onto this poor family like a parasite and seemed to show no signs of going anywhere, becoming bolder and more violent. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> Rumors soon spread of the haunting and this malignant spirit, and curiosity seekers from all over the region began making trips to the Bell property in the hopes of seeing what was coming to be called the Bell Witch. The case at the time had gained such notoriety that, according to many versions of the tale, it drew the attention of none other than future President of the United States, General Andrew Jackson himself. General Andrew Jackson himself. Why can't I speak? Drink more. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's my Wet recommendation. My there you go. Okay. By most accounts, Jackson was skeptical at first and actually arrived at the farm with the intention of proving this all to be a hoax. For Jackson and his team, this was all a bit of good fun and not a single one of them thought they would really see anything supernatural. Hey, you know, kind of like us when we go to that haunted asylum. <laughs> You're thinking it's going to be fun, right? <laughs> it is going to be fun. <laughs> if it's haunted. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. Amanda's going to chicken out, y'all. No, she's going to make me go. <laughs> she's already asked if we have to spend the night there. I'm like, no, I meant like, are we going to have to sleep out there? Because I don't really, I don't really do the sleeping outside at night. No, we're hunting for ghosts. <laughs> and you wouldn't be outside. You'd be in the middle of a haunted asylum. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's not outside. Okay. You'd have shelter, demonic shelter, but shelter all the same. Oh, yeah. Did that sell it for you? Sure. <laughs> I'm totally in. <laughs> However, as they approached the Bell property, something very strange happened, and according to a version of the account in M. V. Ingram's 19... That's not 19... 1894 book and authenticated history of the famous bell witch the events would unfold as follows yeah. here is a quote from the book okay just then traveling over a smooth level piece of road the wagon halted and stuck fast the driver popped his whip whooped and shouted to the team and the horses pulled with all of their might but could not move the wagon an inch it was dead stuck as if welded to the earth. Creepy. General Jackson commanded all men to dismount and put their shoulders to the wheels and give the wagon a push, but all in vain. It was no go. The wheels were then taken off one at a time and examined and found to be all right, revolving easily on the axles. General Jackson, after a few moments thought, realizing they were in a fix, threw up his hands, exclaiming, Quote, by the eternal boys, it is a witch, end quote. Then came the sound of a sharp metallic voice from the bushes saying, quote, All right, General, let the wagon move on. I will see you again tonight, end quote. The men, in bewildered astonishment, looked in every direction to see if they could discover from whence came the strange voice, but could find no explanation to the mystery. The horses then started unexpectedly of their own accord, and the wagon rolled along as light and smoothly as ever. Okay. Yeah. The, um. <laughs> the perhaps understandably upset Jackson was still not swayed by these spooky events. After all, he was a seasoned general and wasn't going to let a ghost scare him. He ended up staying the night at the Creepy Bell Farm, where the witch reportedly kept her promise that she would see you again tonight. According to most versions of the story, Jackson and his men were accosted by the witch, pinched, slapped, screamed at, and having their blankets relentlessly torn away. So savage was this assault that Jackson was reportedly officially freaked out by now and is said <laughs> to have proclaimed as he left, quote, I'd rather fight the British in New Orleans than to have to fight the Bell Witch, end quote. <laughs> okay. So, if you go to the notes real quick, um, there's a picture that says sign. Yeah. And um, I just wanted to point point this out. It's a sign on the property that used to be, be the Bell's property. And it tells a little bit about it, but it also even mentions uh, Andrew Jackson coming there to investigate and retreating to Nashville after his coach wheel stopped mysteriously. So I just thought it was kind of funny that that was on that tidbit. <laughs> that is. Was on the sign. <laughs> So, I don't think I would have let the wagon wheel thing stop me either. I'd be like, yeah, no, bitch, you can't stop me. Yeah, I would just think my horses was acting crazy. Something. Yeah. The Bell Witch was indeed known for making such quick believers out of staunch skeptics. Another initially very skeptical visitor was allegedly an unnamed Englishman who came to the farm with every intention of debunking it all. He arrived for his investigation, and that evening, the Bell Witch supposedly began to perfectly mimic his British accent and speech cadence. Later on, that very same evening, the witch is said to have woken the man with the voices of his own parents, which terrified him because the spirit should not have known what they sounded like. He apparently left first thing in the morning <laughs> and apologized to the Bells for doubting them as he hightailed it out of there. <laughs> Okay, 
bye good luck <laughs> you'll have fun <laughs> the bell witch would haunt the family for years with the increasingly threatening phenomena i was fixing to say circulating jesus <laughs> The Bell Witch would haunt the family for years with the increasingly threatening phenomena culminating with John Bell suddenly falling into a coma and dying after falling mysteriously ill in December of 1820. Oh, shit. Bell was struck with an illness while walking to the pigsty on his farm. Some believe that he suffered a stroke since thereafter he had difficulty speaking and swallowing. In and out of bed for several weeks, his health declined. According to the tale, a bottle of poison was found near his limp body, and the witch would gleefully gloat that she had force-fed it to him as he slept. Holy crap! The eternally evil and unrepentant Bell Witch is even said to have continued to torment the dead man at his own funeral, where she cackled, sang joyfully, and giggled maniacally in full view of shocked guests. After this, she also claimed to have ruined Betsy's marriage plans by attacking her then-fiancé, a man named Joshua Gardner, by cursing him with never-ending choking attacks, said to feel like a sharp stick in the mouth. Good God, woman. I know. She is really pissed. I know. And I didn't include this little tidbit because it kind of made me sad, but I'm going to tell you anyway. So, the family wanted to prove that it was poison, so they gave some to their cat oh yeah and it was poison yeah so, yeah i'm telling you about it but we're not going to go into detail about that poor part. kitty yeah not long after betsy's engagement disintegrated it appears that the bell witch considered her dark work done appearing before the family to tell them that she was going away for a while but would return in seven years time Okay. <laughs> I'm taking a break from haunting you guys, but check back in with me in seven years, okay? Okay, have okay. fun. Stay in touch. <laughs> no. Bye. <laughs> After that, the paranormal activity stopped completely, but true to the cruel witch's word, it would begin again in 1928, during which time she briefly terrorized the family and made ominous predictions about the future before finally vanishing again saying that she would appear again in 1935, although it is unknown if she kept this promise as well. I'm guessing not, <laughs> since they didn't report on it, you know? Yeah. Although the Bell Witch stopped haunting the Bell Farm, it is by no means the last anyone saw of her, and the legend continues from there. I was just about to say, maybe she found someone else to haunt. The most popular and spookiest story is that the witch did not ever really go away, but rather took up residence in a gloomy abandoned cave not far away by the Red River. Okay. So if you want to go to the notes, I have two pictures I want you to look at. Yeah. The first one says cave. Okay. That is the entrance to the Bell Witch Cave. Oh my god! And if you look at the one that says inside the cave, <gasps> that's people inside the cave. <laughs> They do walking tours. Oh, my God. So, we're going to Tennessee. Okay. <laughs> but I didn't look. I don't know where this is in relation to where my sister-in-law lives, but. I mean. We might have we a place to stay. To, yeah. Okay. We have a friend in the Nashville area. Yes. I wonder how close this is in proximity to Nashville. Hey, Rachel. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to get on this, okay? Okay, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> We're gonna add this one to the list. Yeah. It lies on a Native American burial ground, no less. 
which is never a good sign. Okay. No, that just makes it even better. <laughs> and she apparently resides to this day. Among the many bizarre phenomena reported from here are the sounds of laughing, moaning, rasping, wheezing, and the voice of an old woman whispering or beckoning from the darkness. Don't go. That's so crazy. Don't go. <laughs> you sound like the girls at the movie theater. <laughs> Do not go Don't in go there. Where's she going in there? <laughs> Bitch. Don't go up the stairs. Girl, you in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you in danger, you girl. You in danger, girl. <laughs> <laughs> shit anywho okay <laughs> there are also other sinister tales of being choked pushed slapped or having hair pulled in and around the cave and others have told of being paralyzed in place or of having what feels like an immense weight placed upon them as well as being embraced with a vice-like grip sounds like a good time I was thinking the same thing. Because <laughs> I was like being choked, sl- pushed, slapped, I having mean... your hair pulled. Okay. Okay. Wait on top of me. Do what you do, boo. Eddie. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Dad, don't listen to this episode. <laughs> don't listen to this one, okay? <laughs> We're grown-ups. He's not stupid. I'm about to be 21 years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's my story and I'm sticking to and it. I'm going to be 22. So. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Deal with it. Of course, apparitions of an old woman are often seen prowling around and animals apparently steer clear of the area. That is a that, sign. That is a really bad sign. If there's no animals, don't go there. Yep. One of the most notorious legends about the Bell Witch Cave is that if one is to take even a small stone from the cave, it will bring them hauntings, great misfortune, and even death. You see me pointing my finger at you? I'm not going to take any stones. Don't even touch them. No. Don't even pick it up and put it down. I'm not going to. Okay. That is an Indian burial ground. They will throw their juju on you. I don't want it. Okay. I I wouldn't put it at your house anyway. If I was going to steal a stone, it would come to my house. Yes, but we would still be riding in the car together. <sighs> okay, truth sees. I'm not going to steal any stones. I don't want your juju. Okay. Although this entity is almost always described as malevolent and violent, there is at least one account of a child being saved from being stuck in a hole by the witch who pulled the kid out and reportedly even gave safety tips for exploring the cave before vanishing. What? <laughs> a rare show of kindness. Okay. I think that was probably another spirit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This I'm don't gonna, sound gonna, like the same bitch. <laughs> the one time. Yeah. Yeah. The cave continues to attract seekers of the macabre and paranormal investigators. Mm-hmm. Anyone who is feeling brave enough can take a tour of either the cave itself or a replica of the original Bell Cabin, which is furnished with some of the items originally owned by the Bells. Both. That would be so awesome. Yes. I like the old shit. Yes. The tale of the Bell Witch has gone on to become one of the most well-known hauntings in American history and an iconic historical horror story. But of course, it has left us to debate and speculate on if any of this is true. <laughs> if so, just what was the Bell Witch? Yeah. There has been a lot of skepticism aimed at the case in recent years, and some of the elements debunked. Is there any truth to it all? This depends largely on who you ask. I want to see her. Well, I don't have pictures of her, so sad day for you. I know. 
Nobody took a picture of her. It was the, the late fuck? 1800s. I mean, God, what do you want from your phone? Me, Take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this photograph. <laughs> That is a horrible it's a song. wish with her staff. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> we okay. went there. We went, we there. went there. Oh, God. Help. <laughs> now I'm just thinking of uh, Jim Carrey on Liar Liar when he's like, deleted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm deleting that memory from my brain real quick. Yep. Deleted. One of the main criticisms is that although there are countless books and articles written on the Bell Witch account, they are all invariably led back to one main source. Martin Van Buren Ingram's 1894 book, Authenticated History of the Bell Witch, which is the first real account written on the case and which was released a full 75 years after the fact. Okay, putting that on the book list. Yeah. Ingram, who was the owner of a local newspaper, based his book on interviews with alleged living witnesses and leaned heavily on the notes of one of John Bell's sons, Richard Bell, who was only six years old when the hauntings began and who apparently did not put his experiences to paper until 30 years later, which leaves one to wonder just how much that was there is true and how much had been worked by time. Yeah. By the time Ingram received this diary from John's grandson, Alan Bell, every single first-hand witness to those hauntings was long dead. And the actual notes themselves have disappeared, leaving us to wonder if they ever even existed at all. Or that if it did, whether they may have been a clever fake or forgery. Adding to this is that Ingram is known to have falsified some of his newspaper article sources And much of the information he includes in his book is completely untraceable and unable to be corroborated in any way. Well, fine. (sighs) I know. I just scratched it off the list. We probably couldn't find it anyway. In the end, we simply don't know how true any of Ingram's book is. And since most other works about the Bell Witch rely heavily on it, it potentially taints them as well. Oh. There are very few other reliable sources about these events and only scattered newspaper articles prior to Ingram's work on the matter. There are a few, such as Goodspeed's History of Tennessee, written in 1886, which describes the case like this. Here's a quote. Happy dance. A remarkable occurrence which attracted widespread interest was connected with the family of John Bell, who settled near what is now Adams Station about 1804. So great was the excitement that people came from hundreds of miles around to witness the manifestations of what was popularly known as the Bell Witch. This witch was supposed to be some spiritual being having the voice and attributes of a woman. It was invisible to the eye, yet would hold on a conversation and even shake hands with certain individuals. The feats it performed were wonderful and seemingly designed to annoy the family. It would take the sugar from the bowls, spill the milk, take the quilts from the beds, slap and pinch the children, and then laugh at the, the discomfiture of its victims. <laughs> That's That word's Why not utilized enough. Why does she have to keep taking the blankets? I want to use discomfiture in everyday life. I like that. <laughs> at first, it was supposed to be a good spirit, but its subsequent acts together with the curses with which it supplemented its remarks proved the contrary. A volume might be written concerning the performances of this wonderful being as they are now described by contemporaries and their descendants. 
that all this actually occurred will not be disputed, nor will a rational explanation be attempted. It is merely introduced as an example of superstition, strong in the minds of all but a few in those times and not yet wholly extinct. Well, I'm so going to choose saying, to believe it, Kay. He, y'all, he's just saying, it's an urban legend, y'all. Whatever. Shit's not real. That's That was his opinion. However, this account does not cover a lot of the events and incidents that have become intertwined with the greater Bell Witch legend. And it is a bit worrying because it seems as though Ingram could have made up a fair bit of it or used a hoaxed source. The owner of the newspaper, Ingram, would have certainly had a lot to gain from such a sensationalized account. In this view, the tale of the Bell Witch is merely a bit of an urban legend and folklore started by an opportunistic charlatan. I had to, uh, I I had to steal that, that too. from the article, Opportunistic Charlatan. And another skeptical theory is that Betsy Bell or even her family could have hoaxed the whole thing or that it was all based on local superstitions. I can't wait to call somebody that. Charlatan. You're such an opportunistic charlatan. I know. That word is not used enough in everyday no, life. we should bring that one back. We need to have our own uh, word of the day. We're getting our own dictionary. That's all. We need to have an oddities and curiosities word of the day. Today's word of the day is charlatan. Yes. 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 Use it in a sentence today. (laughs) (laughs) Today your word is sporadic. Try to use it in a sentence. (laughs) We'll be Be seeing seeing you. Yeah, I hope not sporadically. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) We don't watch too much TV. No, no, no. We really don't. But these are just imprinted in our brains because they're so fantastic (laughs) yes that movie it's a classic it is a classic a few rational explanations of the bell witch phenomena have offered have been offered over the years the haunting they say was a hoax perpetrated by richard powell the school teacher of betsy bell and joshua gardner that was her first fiance oh okay okay Joshua Gardner was. Um, it seems Powell was deeply in love with the young Betsy and would do anything to destroy her relationship with Gardner. Though a variety of pranks, tricks, and with the help of several accomplices, it is theorized that Powell created all of the effects of the ghost to scare Gardner away. It has never been explained how Powell achieved all these remarkable effects, including paralyzing Andrew Jackson's wagon. Okay. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah like wait then how did he do there's no way yeah there's no way by some accounts powell was a student of the occult ventriloquism a mathematical genius and well-versed in horticulture and geology but he did come out the winner he married betsy bell well i'm glad it worked yeah i mean i can see how he could do a few of those things but like you said the wagon yeah we're both sniffling tonight I know. I think you made me do it because I was not sniffling until I got here. Uh, I've been sniffling all day. But what if any of this is true? Although there are certainly parts that could have been embellished or exaggerated, is there any chance that some of the accounts really did happen the way it was described? Thank you. That's what I just said. (laughs) You just repeated what I just said. I can't with you. I'm reading my case. (laughs) I'm just giving you crap. Don't yell at me. I'm sorry. Uh. This place is a prison. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't this know. This place is a prison <laughs> on the planet bullshit <laughs> in the galaxy. <laughs> this sucks talking dicks. <laughs> I guess uh, I love that movie, but I don't know it word for word like you do. Dude, I've watched it so, so many I, times. I might have to refresh my brain. <laughs> you need to. It's on Netflix right now. It is. I it is a gem. It. You should finish drinking your vodka and watch that when I leave and you will laugh your ass You know what? I probably will. That's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. Okay. If we assume for a moment that any of it happened, then obviously the witch could not have been Kate Batts, as this woman was actually alive and well during John Bell's lifetime, as skeptics love to point out. Yet, evil entities and demons are very well known for trickery and deception, and it absolutely does not matter who the entity says it is. Thank you. If it was real, then this could very well have been some dark spirit merely claiming to be Kate Bats to give itself an identity people could understand. Could this have been some sinister evil spirit, even a demon, that had decided to target this family for reasons we may never fathom? Others have variously said that it could have been witchcraft aimed at the family, a vengeful native spirit angry that its burial grounds had been disturbed. Ding, ding, ding. A trickster entity from the spirit world. An evil entity conjured up by bats. Or even Ooh. a psychokinetic outburst from one of the family, which would fit into some modern theories on the poltergeist phenomenon originating in living people rather than the dead. Yeah. So I read about that, and a lot of people, um, there's a lot of back and forth about what a poltergeist actually is mm-hmm. and there are people saying now that it's conjured from a person like it's it's not an actual separate entity it's your bad energy coming out oh shit yeah, it's cray it's cray i started to research it and i was like this is a whole nother oh. thing so i stopped oh i'm gonna have to read i up didn't on have that. time for all that i mean that would explain you know I mean, they're, they're attached to negative energy anyways. Yeah. So it's like, it's not a ghost. It's coming from a living person is pretty much what Wow. It says. Yeah. Wow. That is cool. Um, for his part, Richard Bell is said to have written of his ideas on the origin of the phenomenon in his supposed diary. That was the uh, grandson of John Bell. Okay. Whether it was witchery such as afflicted people in past centuries and the darker ages, whether some gifted fiend of hellish nature practicing sorcery for selfish enjoyment, or some more modern science akin to that of mesmerism, or some hobgoblin native... (laughs) (laughs) I love that word, hobgoblin. Or some hobgoblin native to the wilds of the country, (laughs) or a disembodied soul shut out from heaven... Or an evil spirit, like those Paul drove out of the man into the swine, setting them mad. Or a demon let loose from hell. I am unable to decide. Nor has anyone yet divined its nature or cause for appearing. And I trust this description of the monster in all forms and shapes, and of many tongues, will lead experts who may come with a wiser generation to a correct conclusion and satisfactory explanation. Agreed. Yes. That's a lot of words. Well said, Richard Bell. That was a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. That's but what I she agree. said. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but I I just had this thought popped into my head that at the end of at the end of the episode we should say, This is a Michael Scott production. <laughs> Great Scott. <laughs> 
God, you're retarded. I love that shit. I love the I office. Love oh my God. I don't know what's wrong with me. I've barely drank any of my drink. I've drank half of it. What is wrong with me? You better catch up. I'm already being goofy as fuck. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Whatever truth any of the cases of the Bell Witch holds, it has become legendary, sparking many articles and books, countless discussions and debates, and serving as the inspiration of the 1999 movie, The Blair Witch Project, and the basis of the 2005 movie and American Haunting, among others. Yeah! Go to the notes. Yeah. And it says Blair Witch Project. Yes. And there's like an extended movie poster. With the missing kids on it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read it to you real quick. Okay. On October 21st, 1994, Heather Donahue, Joshua Leonard, and Michael Williams hiked into Maryland's Black Hills Forest to shoot a documentary film on a local legend, the Blair Witch. They were never heard from again. One year later, their footage was found documenting the students' five-day journey through the Black, Black Hills Forest and capturing the terrifying events that led up to their disappearance. Ugh. So, when this movie came out, a lot of people thought that it was an actual documentary. And I they did. were searching for the missing kids. Oh, no, I didn't. I, no. And, like, the people in the surrounding areas started, like, searching for them. Oh, my God. That's why they had to come out and mm-hmm. say, okay, this this was... This is a made-up thing. It was based on this, though. Right. But, God, that movie was so good. I remember the first time I watched it, it felt like it was so long. And then the second time I watched it, I'm it's so like... cold. It's only like 30 minutes cold. long. So cold. Honey. <laughs> I can see straight up your nose. Go. Get you a wipey. What are you doing? <laughs> okay. What happened to this family out on that secluded farm all those years ago? What sort of dark force invaded their lives, if any? Did it ever even happen at all? Regardless of the answers to these questions, The Bell Witch is a classic, very spooky case from another time, an account deeply buried in mysteries and myth, and which we may never really know the full extent of. There's no explanation for the events that occurred, and there probably never will be. The Bell Witch remains one of the most enduring haunts in Southern history. The end. Well done, ma'am. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm not being extra. You are. (laughs) Y'all come take her away. Come come get her. You'd miss me too much. I guess. Eventually. Amanda. (laughs) Oh. Can't with you. Okay. Don't mind me. I'm just going to eat a piece of cookie. Go ahead. Get you some cookie. I'm not even going to tell you who it is. I'm just going to jump right into it because I didn't put a title. Oh, shit. Okay. There you go. (laughs) March 24th, 2010. A woman who claims she was going to perform a Wiccan celebration of spring is accused of using a ritualistic dagger to kill a man she invited to the ceremony. Oh, my fuck. Right off the bat. There you go. Well, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Okay. I'm just ripping the bayonet off. And since when do you celebrate spring by stabbing people? I am getting to it. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I will. I am going to explain everything. Okay. So just shush. No, I mean, you don't have to shush. I'm just going to shush. <laughs> the victim, Joel, or Joel, as his family calls him, 
Leva was found with 13 stab wounds. The suspect, Angela Sanford, was found by police at the murder scene in her underwear. Okay. Picture of a crime scene for you. Does it show if she's no. wearing a matching set of underwear? No. I re- it, it, that's an important detail. I, it doesn't. <laughs> I'll tell you what she's wearing later on, but it doesn't say, like, it doesn't go in detail of what it's the patterns like, were. It's not like a lovely matching set? No. <laughs> oh, okay. No, it's not a matching set at all. <laughs> but anyways, go to the crime scene, okay. and it's just the picture of the cop I cars see mountains. And... <laughs> yes. I like mountains. Yes, we are in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So, make, yeah, there's there's a few. Make a left turn at Albuquerque. <laughs> <laughs> I can't today, y'all. Y'all just... <laughs> don't mind me. It's great. I like it. <laughs> okay. According to Stanford's... Not Stanford. It's not Stanford. <laughs> it's not Stanford. <laughs> This is so bad. Third, it's fine. third Keep on little trucking. paragraph. You're doing it. You're doing it. <laughs> according Got to this, according to Sanford's statement to police, she had met Leva, 52, a few days prior to the Monday attack. She invited him to join her because she was going up to the mountains to celebrate Beltane. The police statement said, "I'm about to tell you what that is. Don't calm down. I told you I'm going to be quiet." Beltane is a spring celebration of fertility typically observed at the end of April or beginning of May by followers of Wicca, a pagan religion associated with witchcraft. Mm -hmm. It's a religion influenced by pre-Christian beliefs and practices of Western Europe that affirms the existence of supernatural powers, such as magic. And both male and female deities who inhere in nature and that emphasizes ritual observance of seasonal and life cycles. Okay. So the rhythm of the year for them is based on eight high holidays. This is where the Beltane thing comes in. Okay. Okay. So I'm about to tell you all eight. Okay. Yule, also winter solstice, is the um, end of December, like right before Christmas. It's the longest night and shortest day of the year. This is the time to celebrate the return of the light. It's a time of renewal and hope. Brigid or Imbolc or Candlemas or Brigid's Day is February 1st or 2nd. So like Groundhog's Day. Okay. Preparation for spring. Time to clean and organize their living environments. You know, clean out all your dead bodies and dead carcasses that you've sacrificed. You know. They they don't do that, though. As well as their minds and hearts in preparation for the upcoming season of growth. I'm so stopped up right now. I sound weird. No, you sound beautiful. Why won't this gummy worm come out of my cup? Why I got the fucking fork? Where's the fork? I don't know. I got it. I got it. I got it. Yay! She got the gummy worm out. Oh, it's not good. No, I didn't. Oh, the texture is weird. Don't do that yet. Don't do that, guys. Don't do that. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. It's like cold and slimy and hard. (laughs) What are you doing over there? And why is it slimy? Why is it slimy? I don't know. That shit needs to get checked out. (laughs) (laughs) I have a problem there, dude. Okay. (laughs) Oh, my God. That made me think of the sweetest thing. It's oozy and it's green. Ew. 
<laughs> oh, our drinks are green. <laughs> Just looked over at it and it's like, eh, ew. Mm, ew. Mm. All right. Next, there is Eoster, spring equinox. Or Easter? <laughs> kind of. It, it looks like Easter. It's E-O-S-T-A-R. Eoster. Okay. Sounds like Easter to me. Spring equinox, um, that's in the end of March. Winter is now over. Light is increasing. The day and night are equal in length at the equinox. It's the time of fertility, birth, and renewal. The growing season for plants and animals begins. Okay. Then you have Beltane, the May Eve. Um, there's also, or May Day, April 30th. Or May, May Day, May Day. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Beltane is this time is the time of the marriage and union of the goddess as mother of earth and the god of the greenwood. I don't, I don't know. It is ancient. It is an ancient. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fertility celebration with the god of wood. <laughs> I'm so glad you did that too. <laughs> when I was writing it, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> wood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. I went nine-year-old boy on that one. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> Anywho. I promise we're grown up. It is an ancient fertility festival marking the beginning of the planting cycle. <laughs> Plant your seed. <laughs> oh, my God. I promise Bitch, we're grown up. I'm I promise. To... Okay, I'm going to stop. I'll put a muzzle I'm done on you. <laughs> The festival was to ensure a good growing season and a bountiful harvest. Litha, or summer solstice, or midsummer, which is the end of June. Litha is the longest day and shortest night of the year. Light triumphs, but will now begin to fade into darkness as autumn approaches. (laughs) This is the time of abundance for wildlife, including people! Okay. I'm trying to say this last one. Or not last one. Okay. Okay. Lunasa. You got it. Lunasa. I think it's Lunasa. Lunesta. (laughs) No. (laughs) Whatever. Lunesta. um, For the ancient pagans. (laughs) Lunasa. No, I can't say it right. (laughs) Just say Lunesta. Lunasa. Lunesta was a time of both hope and fear. Modern Wiccans also face their fears during this time. They concentrate on developing their own abilities and take steps to protect themselves and their homes. Okay. Mabin, or Fall Equinox, is the end of September. It's the day and night are equal in length in sublime balance. It is the time of Thanksgiving. The beauty and bounty of summer gives way to the desolation of winter and the darkness overtakes the light. I'm here for that. Then we have the most popular, which is Samhain, All Hallows' Eve, October 31st or November 1st. Yes, bitches. Yeah. Lucky bitch. (laughs) For many Wiccans. That was an Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) It was. (laughs) You're you're, you're channeling your inner Amanda over there. (laughs) For many Wiccans, Samhain marks the new year and it is the most important. It is the time to remember the ancestors and the time to celebrate the harvest and all that has been accomplished over the year. So let's get back to the case. Okay. Okay. 
Stanford told police she and Leva met on a hiking trail of the Sandia Foothills open space where they shared beers and tequila. According to the statement, the suspect claimed that Leva then tied her arms, made any inappropriate sexual gestures, and removed the dagger from her pants. I'm 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 gonna go way more in detail. This is just like a little skim of what okay. happened. I was gonna ask you. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Okay. <laughs> this was just like a little mm-hmm. preview. Synopsis. Yeah, there you go. That word. Angela advised the dagger was to be used as part of her Wicca r- ritual. Angela stated that she was in fear that Leva was actually going to rape her. According to the statement, Sanford said to keep from being raped, she decided to let Leva think that she wanted to seduce him. After slipping her arms free of the ropes, she allegedly laid Leva on his back. Sanford removed her clothing except her underwear and knelt on the ground over him and used her dagger to stab Leva three times in the stomach, according to her. Okay, I'm going to give you a little bit of background information on okay. on Joel and Angela. So Joel, Joel, whatever, husband and faller. Faller? Faller? He's a faller, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he does. Jesus. Husband and father of three. <laughs> Almost didn't say three. Married to wife Betty for 28 years. They had a sort of best friend relationship, and they were always doing t- things together. Their favorite thing was checkers. That's precious. Which reminds me, you remember last week I was telling Brittany early. <laughs> okay, <laughs> y'all remember last week when I was like, "There's a movie where a patient is eating puzzle pieces." Okay, I had it totally wrong. I finally remembered what it was. It was checkers. The patient was eating checkers, and I looked it up, and it's from the movie Overboard. <laughs> Goldie Hawn's like, she got really pissed off one day. And she's like, I just ate your checkers. <laughs> That's um, what that was. Just by the by, Goldie Hawn is fucking fabulous. Oh my in that God. Movie. Still to this day, she is fabulous. Queen. Her and her daughter still look good. Yeah. Yeah. I freaking love me some Goldie Hawn though. Yeah. She's amazing. Forever. 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 <laughs> so he worked for a specialty shipping company that... Sh- that sold only New Mexico items, and he really enjoyed what he did. He was described by family as helpful, friendly, and jolly, which was his nickname when he was in the Marines. One night after work on March 19th, 2010, he decided to stop by the casino slash racetrack on his way home. Not something that he did all the time, but he did it just to unwind. Okay. Um, that's where he met a young lady named Angela Sanford. She gave him the sob story of how she just lost her job and she was looking for work and naturally he wanted to help her. Well, it's a good thing she just happened to have her resume with her right there in her purse. No kidding. Mm, How convenient. Mm. After talking for a while, they discovered that they were both outdoor lovers. Then she drops a bomb on him that she was a Wiccan. Okay. Um, He was a highly religious Christian, not like over the top, but Mm -hmm. he went to church every Sunday. He read the Bible, but he was like, okay, whatever. So let's get into Angela a little bit. (laughs) Just the tip. Um, Angela. Just to see what it's like. Just to see what it's like. (laughs) Angela's background is slightly different. She's a native of Albuquerque. Um, She left town at the age of 20 after being sexually assaulted. 
She said that two random guys approached her at a bus stop one afternoon and asked if she wanted to go drink some beers with them. I mean, why not? What could possibly go wrong, right? No, girl. I know. That's so, another you in danger moment. Geez. It was 2010. Come on. No, that was way, that was like 2000. Cause it was when she was 20. She's 30. She was 30 when all this happened. Still. Yeah. Still. It's late enough in the years to know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they took her back to a local hotel. There were other people there, too, you know, so sure it was safe. I roll. Mm, I know. But after a while, she drank until she passed out, and you already know what's going to happen after that, so mm-hmm. there's no need for me to say it. Um, It was reported, but mm-hmm. they weren't able to identify the attacker, so that was that. But I do have a picture of Angela. Okay. Okay. It says Angela Sanford. I don't want any motherfuckers just, <laughs> to tell me again that I have a resting bitch face. Uh, that's why I was just sitting here quietly waiting dude, on Brittany's response. Dude, I am told constantly, all day, every day, by people at work, like, that I have a horrible RBF. I don't have shit. You don't have shit on this bitch. On Angela. No. And what did she do to her eyebrows? Why? I don't... Oh, it it gets even worse. Oh, I can't. You'll see. Angela, honey, no. I don't know. Okay. I I don't like that style. Mm -mm. I will not be copying that trend. No, thank you, please. She left town for Illinois with her then-boyfriend, Brian Herring. They got into the occult together. Um, They actually got into some really dark stuff. Brian was more into Satanism, but Angela was more open-minded, and she kind of dabbled in a lot of different religions and took what she wanted from them. Okay, one of those. Yeah. In her early teens, she developed an interest in mysticism. Oh, geez. She would go out to the woods with candles and books, and she started to really alienate Brian. She loved serial killers and rock stars and saw how they were glamorized by the media, and she was drawn into it. Okay. She went... I also love serial killers and rock stars and, you know, going out into nature, but come on. Absolutely. Come on, lady. She... Yeah. Not too far into nature. She went... Just the tip. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little dabble. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why'd you do your finger like that? (laughs) I wish I was video that. Just a little dabble. Oh no! I even did a little circular motion. What the fuck was that? It was natural too. Oh, it just came God. natural. That's what's even worse. Just a little dabble. This is why we don't drink vodka. <laughs> Y'all are either going to love this or hate it. Um, I don't know. It, this one is definitely a shit show. I'm, <laughs> I'm so sorry, you guys. We don't know shit about fuck. <laughs> Not even a little. We've never claimed to. Well, maybe well, sometimes. I mean, we we know movie quotes. <gasps> yes. And songs. Yes. To keep you entertained. That's all. The are important. you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> That's all we need, right? <laughs> I have to stop. Put it down. Okay. <laughs> Okay, she went deeper and deeper as Brian was <laughs> pulling away from it. Oh my God, Amanda! <laughs> I, didn't, 
I didn't mean it like what that when I wrote it. What were you doing when you wrote this? When I wrote this, I did not mean it like that. She went deeper and deeper into the dark and twisty, and Brian was like, nah, I think I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm out. So they were not doing very well. At one point, she actually became pregnant. Oy. Yeah. Um, but then they broke up. She moved back to New Mexico. What she- happened to the baby? Oh my god, sorry. I I told you, I'm actually going to answer all questions that I thought that you may have this time. Like, I really found some extra stuff, okay? Because the original original article I found was only one paragraph long, so I did some deep diving. Okay. (laughs) God. Oh my god. Fuck. Y'all. Okay. Just. Okay, so she got pregnant. They broke up. She moved back home with her mom. Um, she tried to keep the baby, but she wasn't stable enough. She couldn't keep a job, so she ended up giving custody of the child to her mother. So at least it's, I don't know if it was a boy or a girl. That was responsible. So after that, she found the Wiccan way of life. Joelle decided not to let all that interfere with him liking her as a person. And they actually made plans. This is the day that they were at the casino. Mm -hmm. They made plans to meet up a few days later to celebrate Beltane. So he arrives at the location at 4.07 p.m. Angela was already there. The two set off along a dusty path headed east, wherever that is. But only one would come back. So they only knew each other for three days. Uh Uh-huh. He was married with kids. Uh Uh-huh. And he still decided to befriend her and go yeah, no, off and into they, the woods. Supposedly, they they were strictly just friends. Um, his family, his sons, all of them didn't think anything out of the ordinary or that, that that was weird because his dad, like, he had random acquaintances everywhere. Like, he was friends with everybody. So they never knew who he was friends with and who yeah, he wasn't. He's it going was, to celebrate a holiday. I, mm, I don't know that. It seems he, weird. It may not it, be weird. It just seems weird to me because I don't talk to strangers. That seems weird to me. Too, I would never talk. She, like, like he's extremely helpful and friendly, and she was in a really bad place in her life and needed some help and direction. And God, just the thought of that freaks me out. Uh, I could never. I, I don't. I don't think it's appropriate. But you do you. Yeah, you do you. You do you. After hiking a little over a mile, they arrive at the destination, just a couple of yards from the main path, but hidden by rocks and giant boulders. Angela broke out the alcohol, got that beer and tequila, y'all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> after a while, as one does, Angela needed to tinkle. Of course. Or if you're me, after about 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. 30 minutes? You're being generous, dude. I know. <laughs> I know. It's fine. I try to make it that long. It's only when I first start drinking. Hey, I haven't done it tonight. Truthy. I'm doing good. Truthy. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, it's at this time, she says that he followed her behind one of the boulders. She says that he came up behind her and started grabbing her inappropriately. According to her, he grabbed the rope that she had tied around her waist and tied her biceps together behind her. Okay. Yeah. She said she thought he was going to rape her, but she decided to pretend that she wanted him, and it worked. So he freed her. At that point, he lays his black leather jacket down on the ground, 
and he laid down on top of the jacket and she started taking off her clothes. All she had left was a bikini top, panties, socks, and one long glove on her left hand. I don't know what that is. That's, I, I don't know. The bikini top means it was laundry day and she didn't have a clean <laughs> bra. Well, yeah. The one glove, I don't know what that is. I don't know means. what the glove is about. That's the only thing I probably could have found that. I don't know. There may be something to the ritual, ritual with gloves. With, with that, I'm not. I don't know. I know some Wiccan people. I might need to ask. Yeah, we might, we might ought to, should. She could probably tell us something. Yeah. I want to know. Okay. That's when she says that she found the dagger and stabbed him in the stomach. After the stabbing, Sanford reportedly fled the area and eventually asked a hiker to use a cell phone to call the police. Okay. There's, there's a few little inconsistencies in her story. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to let you know. Leva was actually stabbed 11 to 13 times. She said she only stabbed him three times. He was stabbed in the head and torso, and they don't believe Sanford's story of the attempted rape. A witness uh, told police he saw Sanford initially hiding behind some boulders, and when they made eye contact, she emerged dressed in only her underwear and advised the man that she was just raped. Okay. It's also noted in the report that a runner who assisted Sanford, Sanford, <laughs> Angie, let's just call her Angie. That's where we're at now. Oh my God. It's we're also, on a nickname basis. Okay. It's also noted in the report that a runner who assisted Angie told police that she noticed Sanford's clothes were neatly folded near his body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. None of the witnesses saw Angela running away from the scene. None of the witnesses heard anyone calling out for help. Albuquerque Police Department spokeswoman Nadine Hamby said Angie's claims to Wicca beliefs have not influenced the investigation. A homicide is a homicide. Because that has nothing to do with being Wiccan. No, it doesn't. They at don't all. murder people. No, they don't. They they are one with the earth, peaceful, spiritual people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I appreciate them. Hippie gypsy people. Mm-hmm. Hamby also said the Wiccan community has come out on local media outlets stating they do no such things like kill anything or anyone. Wiccans actually distanced themselves from her actions, saying that the dagger called in a theme is intended to be used as a ceremonial symbolic item, not in violent rituals. I have a picture of this dagger. Okay. Um, it's an Egyptian type of theme. Okay. So, they said it was, like, really dull, but the tip of it was pretty sharp. What is that on the handle? Um, there's a woman up at the top of it. I was fixing to say it almost looks mermaid-ish, but mm -hmm. when I zoomed in, it was kind of pixelated, so I couldn't tell. Um, and then that's that Egyptian bird that they use all the time. What is it called? Fuck. I'm not Egyptian. I'm not either. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, that's, that's not the dagger, but that's... A dagger. Pretty damn close. That's the style. I finished wondering so fast. Oh my god. It's like gone gone. Oh my god, Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> While you were talking, I was totes listening. Somebody by the way. help. Somebody help. <laughs> While you were talking, and I was totes listening, by the way. I took a Snapchat selfie of me drinking my drink. <laughs> 
Well, I saw you put your phone up, but I was like, please tell me she's not taking a picture of me. Jesus no, Christ, it was please of me, don't. and it's kind of cray, and I'll probably hate it tomorrow. But I'll share it with you guys. Okay. Well, now you have to. Okay. Yeah. You have no choice. Should I do it now? No, because they don't know about it yet. They'll be like, what the fuck is this? That's true. Some random picture of Brittany. You'll need context. Yeah. I have new hair. It's you a random do picture have of new, my hair. new hair. We need to get a good picture of your hair. It's yeah. so... We'll have to wait till we get out in the sunlight. Sunshine. That's beautiful. I need sunshine. You need to just... On a murderous day. Yes. <laughs> no. No, no. That doesn't go. Oh, I was thinking about Sunday when we go take our photos. Oh, yeah. I want it to be cloudy and windy. Ooh. Yeah, we're going to have some new photos. Yeah, yeah. Just in case you're tired of the graveyard photo. I'm still not tired of it. Dude, we look awesome in that mm-hmm. picture. Not well, to toot my own horn or anything, but that's pretty pretty. We sweet look picture. fucking fabulous. That was a great idea. You're a genius. <laughs> okay, I'm not done yet. Oh, okay. my God. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm not just hanging out at your table. Um, I don't have that much left. I found this quote from a Wiccan. Okay. And she's actually speaking about this case, but it's a good one. Okay. It's a spiritual path related to nature and natural cycles. There's more of a daily way of life, a trying to pay attention, notice the beauty of nature, and interact with it. The people who believe it's connected to Satanism are totally confused because Satan is a deity of Christians. It's very hard to worship something you don't believe in. Good point. Mm -hmm. To be a Wiccan is someone who orients themselves to the rhythms of nature and follows an ethical guideline. Do no harm. It means to connect to your higher power, however you understand it, and try to consciously be aware of the consequences of your actions and take responsibility for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, little Miss Angie was sentenced to 20 years in prison. (laughs) The maximum she could have received under her no contest plea to second degree murder. Would you like to see Miss Angela now in prison? Of course. <laughs> who doesn't like a good prison photo? Oh. Look at her two jail photos. Okay, I'm looking There's at the one orange. in her orange jumpsuit when she was first arrested. Are those braids? Yep. Are those bangs? They are like the things that you glue to your forehead oh my god why why that's what she was into then there's the other one of when what? she In was giving her interview eyebrow fuck i told you they got worse is happening here Mm-hmm. okay the bang thing awful the eyebrow thing awful the rbf awful she's got it down y'all y'all I can't. I know. I can't with her. Sanford's lawyer, Marcus Cameron, asked the court for a 12-year sentence so Sanford could get therapy for severe depression and an impaired sense of reality, while Leva's family said they could not understand the abhorrent crime against a man who they said was characterized by his helpfulness to others. In brief statements to the media after the hearing, the family pledged to work to lengthen potential sentences for such crimes and said Angie needs both punishment and rehabilitation. District Judge Charlie Brown said... Ah, he's a clown. <laughs> Charlie Brown. Yeah, yeah. 
that he found no reason to suspend any part of Sanford's sentence. 15 years for second-degree murder and five for aggravating factors she acknowledged the prosecution could prove. They include the programming of her cell phone with the word sacrifice oh God. next to Leva's number. You have got she to be shitting me. him in her phone as sacrifice. It's reported that she laughed during the sentencing as well. Oh, my fuck. On what police say is Sanford's MySpace page. Uh, I love MySpace. <laughs> we should bring MySpace back. I never did MySpace. Shut up. MySpace was never my did fucking jam, dude. Because you could change your backgrounds and you could change your music and you had your top friends so your friends would know when you were pissed at them in the most passive-aggressive way possible. Yeah. No, it sounds like I just wasn't into, I mean, I was like 20-something when that came out. I don't know. I was doing other things. No, you weren't. You're 22. <laughs> okay. Well, I was 10. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had MySpace in high school. Yeah. See, I had a newborn baby at um, that time. I did not. I was MySpace in it up. I was the quintessential MySpace emo chick. But my mother would not let me do the scene girl hair. What? Why not? I didn't have, like, neon hair. And it was very upsetting. Maybe that's why I dye my hair crazy colors now. We found the root of the problem. The root. <laughs> I see what you did. I got one sentence left. Oh, shit. Okay. She was kind of a MySpace emo queen as well, or whatever you call yourself. off. Oh, my gosh. Look. <laughs> On her page, she speaks about her practice of Wicca. And in a posting last, um, that April, she wrote ominously, it's commonly believed that serial killers cannot stop. Because their compulsion is so strong that they're literally addicted to murder. That's true. Yeah. It is true. But, hmm. hmm. Well, yeah. We can't judge by that, though. Look at our Facebook pages. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Just well. look at what you posted today, I'm sure. <laughs> and you can't judge her by that. That's true, but no. Now she's evil now. and she sucks ass, and I'm <laughs> glad she's in prison. But um, yeah, you can't judge her by that that MySpace quote. No, I that don't. made me really sad. If anyone knows how to get to your old MySpace page, come on, Web please Smith. message me, and I promise I will share with you some of the most embarrassing pictures to ever hit the internet. I'm sure. <laughs> share with me how to get to your myspace page i need to know i need to know what song and background i went out on <laughs> oh that would be so i cool don't remember know. i need to know oh we would you guys somebody y'all i will share my crazy with somebody. You, if you if you know how to get onto myspace just please do me. this please 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 pretty please with a cherry yes. on top and whipped cream and Ooh. all um, stuff my denver matt i know you're listening Hey, Matt. You're good at this kind of stuff. <gasps> yes. If if you know how to get to MySpace, I think we all need this internet gold. I bet Matt could figure it out. He could do it. I bet he could. You could do it, Matt. You. That's a genius. Okay. All right. Okay. That's it. That was our witchy episode. This was episode before my birthday episode. Woo! Ah! Oh, my gosh. The big two one? You, you get an episode coming out on your 21st birthday. <laughs> That's kind of funny. 
that it's our 21st episode. <laughs> and I'm 21 I just, today, guys. I just put it together. <laughs> okay. I might be going through a midlife crisis. It's fine. Oh, my God. She keeps saying that. She's not midlife, you guys. It depends on how old I am when I die. I'll know then. Yeah. When when my midlife gets. (laughs) (laughs) I need somebody to keep track of that also. Well, we just did. Because I'll die. So. She dies every week. No, I'm talking about when I'm I'm for reals. He's dead. You're gonna live till you're don't like, die. You're gonna live till you're like a hundred. Ew, no, I don't want to be around that long. Your grandma was like ninety four. Ninety four. My other one is eighty six. You are gonna be old. I don't. If I make it to my nineties, I'll be good. Amanda's gonna get so old, you guys. I'm not making it that long. <laughs> I am not gonna make it that long. <laughs> no, you're gonna be stuck right there beside me, and we can argue who's the Mary. <laughs> I'm the Mary. <laughs> did that so good <laughs> no you're the rona and everyone knows that i'm the mary <laughs> okay we're gonna go we're Wait, done. We, we can't go we have housekeeping we're no but we're we're okay let's wrap this shit up we gotta cut it off okay okay go follow all the stuff Go rate and review us. We still have stickers available. Yeah, just, I don't give a shit if we hit 10. Just rate and review us and we'll give you a sticker. We got stickers. We have we a just, lot, so we can go over 10. give them to people that want the stickers. We're going to give out stickers until they disappear. So how about that? Just rate and review us so Apple will like us. It really does help. That's the only thing that bumps us up in the rankings is ratings and reviews. Yeah, all all the algorithms and stuff. So that's why we keep requesting that. Like, we don't just want you to love us. I mean, we do. And you obviously... Obviously you do if you're still listening after this shit show. Good God. But, like, for real, that's that's the biggest way to uh, help us out is the rating and reviewing. And... It just hiccuped. (laughs) (laughs) The better we get, you guys, like the higher in rankings we get, the more listeners we get, and then we can start doing some really cool stuff. We have so much stuff planned for you guys. Yeah, we can start bringing y'all special stuff and merch. We want to do merch. We want to do Patreon. We want to do a lot of special things for you guys. We're not just going to talk every week. We actually have plans. Yes. We have plans and dreams. Yeah. We're ambitious. Help us. Help me help you. (laughs) Help me help you. Oh, she even bad. All right. Please, it's serious. I'm a little scared. All right, okay, okay. Go do that, and oh, then oh, what? Thank you, Amanda, for your art. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Craig Weaver, for your music. Yeah, <laughs> and thank you, Stephen Goetzky, for your editing and having to listen to this shit every week. He's gonna go insane. Maybe he. Y'all get the edited version. Imagine what he has to listen to. (laughs) Oh, oh. We can bring y'all that eventually as well. The outtakes. Mm -hmm. We can do outtakes. Mm -hmm. So much cool stuff that is inside our heads that we want to get to you. Yep. So, rate and review. Yep. I kind of rhymed. I rhymed. You did rhyme. You Uh had to pull it and didn't even know it. I know. Oh, God, Monica. (laughs) Calm down over there. Okay, for real. So we're going to go freshen our drinks, and we'll talk at you guys next week. Bye, you guys. Bye.